males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. Gentlemen, we begin. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast, where we call out greatness in men. I want to get right to it. I'm going to hit hard and be brief. It has become cool in a lot of man culture in recent years for men to use really strong language. I don't. I shouldn't use the word strong. Really, what I mean is vile. And it's just become cool. Words that we would never have used in public in, in, in recent decades now are used all the time. I've even heard sermons that have the F word in them, where people are using damn and hell and the F word in sermons because somehow it's become cool. I'll land to do a men's event somewhere and in the car driving to the hotel or driving to the venue. I've got some young man who, I've got to tell you, a couple of decades ago, no one would ever talk to an older man with the language this man's using. But because I'm a leader of men and because he's read my books and because he thinks that means that, I'll that, that, that I want him to be manly, he thinks that being manly is using strong language. And by the way, he's using it stupidly. I mean, there's no smart way to use file language, but he's just using it stupidly, like he's just dropping the F-bomb for silly reasons. You know, where's my effing wallet kind of thing. And I want to I tell you that I, I'm speaking in this podcast, yes, as a Christian. I'm never going to hide from being a Christian in this podcast, but I'm not only speaking from my Christian values and the vision of my faith. I'm also speaking to you for what's best for you as a man. Number one, let me just speak as a Christian. As a Christian, there's no question. We are, we are told, we are commanded. Christians need to follow the teachings of Scripture, obviously, and we are commanded not to, have, not to use crass language. We are commanded not to use foul language. We are commanded not to use language that would be offensive to the, the listener or might lead the listener astray or might plant things in them that would cause them to sin or, or what have you. I mean, this even comes down to what you eat or whether you, whether you drink alcohol in front of them. You all know, I say it all the time, I drink alcohol, but I'm not going to drink in front of a guy perhaps who might be carried astray with it or has an alcoholic background and he's trying not to drink or, or you understand what I'm saying, or some guy I know doesn't even recognize he's got a problem, but he's just drinking too much all the time. I'll sometimes just not drink even in front of him just because I'm commanded as a Christian not to let alcohol get on top of me and not to consume it in a way that causes anybody else damage. And it's the same thing with our language. It might be thought cool. It might be thought manly. All throughout history, young men have gotten around the culture of older men and picked up strong language, vile language, harsh language, cussing, and thought that it made them a bit more manly if they just said it. And almost every young man has tried out his first cuss word in the presence of his father or in the presence of whatever, and, you know, just trying out that language to see if it makes him manly. Well, it doesn't. But, but I'm, I'm sticking with the issue of being a Christian. As a Christian, there's no question. We can use strong images, we can, uh, we can use strong language, but we are not supposed to use vile, crass language and words that are, are defiling and that might lead others 
to have stuff planted in them that's unclean. And by the way, that diminishes us and is contrary to the character of Jesus. Okay, I'm going to stop talking as a Christian right now for just a moment. I'm not preaching, but I'm talking to those of you who are Christians. We just don't even have a choice. All right. Number two, we now have studies from brain science. And I'll tell you one thing that goes on for those who cuss a lot is that they are using cuss words in rather than more creative, powerful words they might use. You, if you know somebody who cusses a lot, you know that they're dropping that F word in there for almost everything, right? He's blanked up. He blanked this. He blanked that. I mean, they're not even reaching for words to describe what they're really saying. They're just using words that are over and over and over. And I've even noticed, I've noticed, and I've mentioned in this podcast, but movie scripts, I, I mean, I can't believe people get away with this. Okay. I understand why you might be, for example, doing a movie where somebody drops the F-bomb, but I mean, it's almost as though when script writers come to a point where they don't know what the next word ought to be, they just drop the F-bomb in it. It's, it's ridiculous. The combination of the F-bomb and using Jesus Christ as a cuss phrase is stunning in modern scripts. And it's a product of laziness. Well, what brain science shows us is that this this constant use of the same old word instead of, you know, it's it was really mess. It was unbelievably chaotic or whatever. We just dropped the F-bomb. The F-bomb's everything. The F-bomb's for everything. We use it for everything. We use it to express every emotion. And it actually dumbs us down. Literally, brain science shows this. Literally, uh, we are... Uh, people who cease to be as creative as many of our brain synapses firing, as expressive, it actually reduces how expressive we are. It's as though a, it's, as, it's almost like uh, a man uh, communicates in grunts when he comes to certain subjects. Well, that's that's weak communication. People don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so I'm not even talking about the moral side at this moment. I'm talking about the creative side of you, the creative and engaging of your brain, and your vocabulary. Your ability to describe things and talk to people, okay? And then I'm going to tell you something else. This is number three. This is something that is very unfair, I realize, but it's nevertheless true. Do you know that most people who hear someone cuss don't think more of them? They think less of them. Now, especially some of you young guys listening to this podcast, you might say, well, man, that's not fair. Everybody in the world is cussing. Every sports figure has to be bleeped out. Every movie has got it in there. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes, you're right. And that's the unfairness. That's the joke on you. That's the trick being played. You have heroes in front of you. You have movies and sports heroes and what have you in front of you. You're shown military heroes in movies with foul language, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so you emulate it. And then we find out people don't really think more of you. People don't really think more of you. Uh, Even if a girl, it's been proven in surveys, even if a girl you might want to date cusses herself, she won't think more of you for cussing. And I realize there are some cultures where it's not quite the same. But on average, with society as a whole, this is the trick being played on young men. Everybody cusses. You think, well, since that girl cusses that I want to date, I'll drop a bunch of foul language in front of her. And it turns out she doesn't think more of you. It's not just your parents who might hear it and be upset with you. She doesn't think more of you. Thinks less of you. This has been confirmed in survey after survey. But I want to say something else, and that is that... Much of the language we use when we're cussing is weak. It's not the same statement I was making earlier about vocabulary. It's weak, and it doesn't fully express what you want to say. Nobody gains points for cussing, right? Nobody gains points. Let me say that differently. I meant to say it a different way. Nobody loses points if they don't cuss, 
This is probably a better way to say it. In other words, if I convince you today, which is exactly what I'm trying to do, to convince you not to cuss, nobody's going to notice suddenly, well, he doesn't cuss. It's like you don't don't lose anything because you don't cuss. You lose things because you do cuss. And so what's happening is you're diminishing yourself. You're, you might be sinning if, if, if you believe in sin. There's no question that our language can be sin. Uh, you're definitely weakening your IQ and your, your creativity. And the sad thing is there's nothing gained by it. There's nothing gained by it. Nobody thinks you're cooler. And by the way, you actually cannot cuss Start using more creative language, more powerful words, engage more of your brain, uh, communicate better with people, paint pictures in their minds, which is what good language does. That's what good writing does, what good language does. And you only gain, but you don't lose anything. I've I've never in all my life, and I have grew up, by the way, you want to talk about a cussing kind of context. I grew up amongst athletes and amongst military people most of my life, most of my life, well into my 20s. That was my main culture. And uh, even since then, I work a lot in the Middle East, work a lot with military, work a lot with athletes to this point. I hear cussing, unbelievable. I've never heard anyone say, I think less of Joe because he doesn't cuss, <laughs> right? I have heard people say repeatedly and not just in a Christian context, man, that language is foul. He just he can't even think without coming up with a foul word, right? They don't think, they don't think he's intelligent because he's using all that language. So my point is that you only gain and you lose nothing when you clean up your language. And if you're Christian, I want to say again, you have no choice. So I want to challenge you about this issue of cussing. I've done it before in this podcast, I think some years ago, and I'm doing it now because I'm just concerned that we are losing control here. And given how media is relying on it, the laziness of scripts and the ridiculous portrayals of the common language people use in, in films and movies and what have you, even even a, a song a song I heard the other day by a musician, a female musician, I think is amazing, really wonderful and gifted. But here she's got a word, she's got a song with all kinds of cussing in it. She's mad at her old boyfriend in the song and she's just going at him. Well, there would have been more creative ways to say it. So all that to say, I want to challenge you to do an experiment. I want you to start washing crass language out of your communication. I want you to start reaching for words that say it without cussing, that paint a picture without cussing. I want you to be creative in your language. I'm not saying you have to sound like a poet. You don't have to sound like some Oxford Don, but I want you to stop cussing. I want you to stop reaching for the easy four or five words that you've used 10 billion times and challenge yourself to say it some other way. This is going to be good for your kids. It's going to be good for your wife. It's going to be good for the culture. It's going to be good for your ascent in your career. It's going to be good for your soul. It's going to be good for your mind. Nobody will think less of you because you don't cuss, but many people think less of you because you do, and you're damaging yourself in the meantime. And guys, this may sound practical and preaching, but this, trust me, is one of the arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production.